3: Hello and welcome to the Spirited Actor Podcast with me, Tracy Moore. I was a casting director for film and TV and commercials for over 30 years. I transitioned to a celebrity acting coach after I cast a film, New Jersey Drive, with executive producer Spike Lee and director Nick Gomez. I auditioned every rapper from Biggie Smalls to Tupac. And I realized that rappers and musical artists, they needed help transitioning to acting. I feel I have the best of both worlds. As a casting director, I know exactly what they're looking for. And as an acting coach, I can coach you to be remembered in that room. Now, I know. I know actors want to get the job. I get that. But being remembered by a casting director, that is powerful. And now it's time for meditation of the day. Whatever the present moment contains, accept it as if you had chosen. Eckhart Tolle. I learned a powerful, powerful lesson that I always talk about sometimes in my classes. However, I learned what being present meant right before my dad passed. And when my dad found out that he had cancer, he called myself and my two brothers on a conference call. And he said, I need to tell you guys something right now. My two brothers knew. I didn't know that, but they were calling to tell me. And so my dad explained what was going on and I just lost it. I started crying. I was boohooing. I was hyperventilating. And I could hear my dad say to my brothers, just give her a minute. Just give her a minute, right? Finally, when I pulled it together, my dad said, Tracy, I'm not dead yet. And every single moment after that, I was a hundred and fifty percent present in our conversation. If we were together, I was a hundred percent present in his presence. I understood that, yes, I was sad. And yes, the possibility of thinking of losing my dad just broke my heart. However, I was already, cremating my dad in the conversation of him telling me about cancer. But when I brought it back to the present day, I enjoyed every single minute of my dad's last 10 months on this earth. Stay present, enjoy the present, enjoy the moments, enjoy just being here in this moment right now. Nothing more, nothing less just grateful before we get started I'd like to remind everyone to look out for my new show inside the black box I'll be co-hosting with the great Joe Morton We'll be on crackle Network real soon I'll keep you posted welcome to the spirited actor podcast with me Tracy Moore I am excited for my next guest um I thought maybe my producer Mr funny man spruce henry would do the intro but i'll do it myself (laughs) today's guest is me you guys i'm here to teach you guys some things that came up yesterday when i was talking to a group of my dynamic spiritual amazing phenomenal casting director friends so This inspired this class today for you. I want to talk about boundaries because I need to reiterate them. I want to talk about the things that casting directors don't like you to do. And I also want to say, I don't want to go into a lot of detail about it. And let's start off here. So welcome me, Tracy Moore, (laughs) to the Spirited Actor Podcast. And today's show is just don't do it, okay? Just don't do it. Trust me. I have a resume. You can Google me. Trust me on this. When we as casting directors suggest, highly recommend, beg, and plead for you guys not to do something, you might want to just take heed to that, okay? So yesterday, I had the most dynamic conversation with, like, I got emotional on this phone because one of the casting directors was Winsome Sinclair, and Winsome worked on Juice. And, you know, we were, as a collective, we were talking about how important Juice was at the time and what that movie meant to us. And I just got this feeling that the three of us, Winsome Sinclair, Ulysses Torero, and Wendy McKenzie, all of us combined, Winsome said, we have over a hundred years experience as casting directors, right? So what hit me is that when we grew up as casting directors in this industry, we didn't have the internet. We did not even have, iPhones or MacBooks. I remember um word processors and the screen was green and the words were green. Like anyway, the point is is that we really did the heavy lifting. Um, when some brought up a point that we used to have messengers, I totally forgot. That's how we got scripts out. We would have messengers come to our office and, and they would take the scripts to different agencies or management companies for the actors, right? Today, bing, email one button, boom, script is there. Um, I remember standing at the fax machine on um the TV show New York Undercover and faxing 66 pages of an episode to agents. And I had an intern and that was her job. Her job was to open pictures and resumes and to fax sides and scripts. Today, she is the casting director for American Idol and CBS Big Brother, Asia Lou. So... We did a lot of heavy lifting. There's not a, there's some heavy lifting, but we did legwork, New Jersey Drive. Nick Gomez, director, he was like, Tracy, I want authentic actors, but I want like authentic people of these characters. I was on my feet on the path train to Newark, New Jersey, which looks totally different today in 1993 when I went. And we went to shows. Um, I saw a Broadway show, The Seagull. Um, If you've never read any of Chekhov, I, you know, it's a part of American classic theater and um, the New York Times was at that time raving about Anthony Mackie and my friend knew him and he was like, Tracy, you got to come see this guy. Well, the play and not just coming from me. I mean, it was very, very painful to watch and half the audience left. However, there was this, some shining stars in the cast. And as much as I wanted to leave too, I stayed because of those people. There's a lot of things that back in the early 90s, late 80s, early 90s, as casting directors that we did because we don't have the technology that we have today. So there's a different work ethic that we have as well, right? Being on time, not if your audition is at 215, you don't want to get there at 215. You want to get there like around 150. So you can go in the restroom, adjust yourself, take a breath, breathe, settle yourself, revisit the sides, whatever you need to do. You don't want to just get to the audition and go straight in that room. You need a minute. So those things that we did without uh, a Mac Pro <laughs> or Air. Those things help us, I believe, and all of us on this collective phone yesterday believe that made us who we are today. And so the imbalance that a lot of casting directors are seeing is that the actors are not matching up to that. They're not matching up to a work ethic. Um, One of the casting directors, um, Wendy, talked about the work. I love how Wendy talked about the work of an actor and how, you know, you have to work on your craft. It's like, it's not just regurgitating these lines, spitting out these lines or, I love when people talk louder, like that's creating something, you know, or yelling. Um, Find other ways to be angry, to be upset, to be happy. Don't come into the room doing the obvious or don't send your submission tape in doing what everybody else is going to be expected to do. Find something in the character. Find something in the moment. Find something that can give you a different perception and perspective of what the scene is about, but still staying within the integrity of what that scene is about and who that character is. Don't go too far. So I know I kind of rambled, however, I do have some points. (laughs) So, I want to start first with boundaries because this is really important. So I told this story, right? Because for me, it's not about being humble in this business. For me, it's about knowing what your purpose is for me, not for me. I know clearly my purpose to help people to pursue their dreams and achieve their dreams because dreams do come true. I've witnessed my own journey, continue to witness my journey, and grateful for my journey. Spruce is a part of my journey. And Spruce is sitting next to Dan, who I love. So he's a part of my journey. That's why I'm here. So you have to not only be great talent, stunning talent, but just human beings, right? And this is just starting with common courtesy. A um, couple of weeks ago, someone called me up. And an actor called me up and asked me if I would um, come to a showcase. I love supporting actors in showcases and monologue slams. I just did a Taco Tuesday monologue slam with Mitchell. (laughs) And um, so when he approached me, um, he texted me. And so I said, listen, um, um, you know, send me the information and how much do you know about me and what I do? And so he hit me back and he said, I know you do like a podcast.
4: Mm-hmm. Uh,
3: so I hit him back and said, I'm going to forward you my resume. I'm going to for you, forward you my bio because it's important that you do, do your due diligence. When you approach people of my value and my credit in this entertainment business credits, There's a way in which you approach people and understanding what their value is going to bring to you. And I'm not talking monetary here. I'm just saying, if you are going to reach out and ask me to do this courtesy, and I would love to do it, at least know what I do and who I am in this industry, like everybody else you approach. So he read my bio. He called me back. And he said, Oh my God, Miss Tracy, I apologize. I didn't know that you've been in the industry this long, blah, blah. And I said, Let this be a teachable moment. Let this be a teachable moment because now you will do your due diligence in approaching people and researching people. You got to know because I'm not standing on your shoulders, you're standing on mine. And I know going back in my casting experience there was a time when casting only consisted of black, white, asian, and other. Now we are in the terms of ethnically ambiguous, which broadens and opens it up more, right? So, I I've I've fought For actors, I've cried over the fact that an actor that I championed didn't get cast and then, you know, they went on to do other things. The director hates himself or whatever, like so many different scenarios in the casting world. But it is so, so important that not only do you treat this like a business, but people like to work with people they like. I am not saying create a personality. That is something that we all should have, <laughs> especially um, being in the entertainment world. Um, I'm just saying being conscious, being considerate of people's time, being aware that you don't want to waste people's time. Cause I, I don't want to waste people's time at all. So, where does this human part come in submissions in a zoom, right? because that's a whirlwind. you guys don't have live auditions anymore. Well, I always highly recommend to you guys that we need to see bits of your personality because we we don't just hire the talent. we also hire the person. So we want to like you at least like you because you know we could be on the set for months or weeks. We want to like you. In your self-tapes, when you slate, that's where you infuse your personality. Do you like your name? Say it like you like it. Do you like where you live? Are you happy with your height? These, the way in which you say it gives us insight into who you are. So if you're happy and, you know, you don't have to be over the top, but just be yourself. Let us in just a little bit into who you are and a little bit of your personality. Put it in your slate. Okay. When you get callbacks, that's where you engage with the director, producer, maybe writer, the casting director, the casting director's assistant or associate is always your ally in the room because technically we found you. Okay. So we found I'm only saying technically, because when you get into like, you know, the shooting and then the premieres, you know, the credit always goes to the director.
5: The director.
3: So that's cool, because I still love my gig. I have so much fun. Um, However. When you get into that callback situation. That's where they're going to ask questions and start to peel some of those layers up, up, you know, apart as to who you are. And then this is where the director gets a chance to see if you follow direction, how you follow direction. Um, and their mind starts percolating on, you know, how you would be with this actor and are you a great fit and all this other stuff, right? So we don't we we not only get a chance to see you as a person, but we see you know you as working in this environment as well. And you want to you know like thank you please <laughs> you know that's common courtesy. Um, if you don't understand something, ask someone to elaborate or give you an example, so you don't look like you either don't know how to follow direction or you don't understand direction. So you want to make sure there's clarity on that. Um, After, And know this, because one of the things that I do stress in my classes is that actors need to read aloud every single day. The point of that is not everybody writes how you speak. So you have to get used to other people's words in your mouth. And comfortable hearing them and owning them as if they're yours. So that happens when you read every single day. You can be able to pick anything up and breathe life into it. That matters because you are probably ninety nine point nine percent sure that you are going to get new sides in a callback. So that we can see your process, right? So if you're being called back before a character, um, then we'll give you a scene that we didn't give you in the reading, I mean, um, in the submissions, and see how you craft that character in that scene, right? Or we will give you, because of the work, a bigger scene, right? And in giving you a bigger scene and another character, then we we get the opportunity to watch you morph into a third character, right? Because I look at it as, well, let me say two characters. I look at it as in an audition, the slate is your personality, and then you morph into the character that you're auditioning for. So I like to see that process and other casting directors as well and see how you do that. So in the callback, you know, we we're there, we're watching you or seeing a Cole read and seeing how you bring it to life. A callback is also, we like you, but we want to make sure we like you. And, uh, And that also is where the director comes in and gets an opportunity to play with you. So LA and probably once the strike is over, They've been doing a lot of live auditions and live callbacks. We're still, you know, moving along. Um, I do know that there are some auditions prior to the strike that were happening live. So that's a great thing. I personally like live. I feel like there's an energy that you can um, feel and 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 just resonate with when you are in the presence of actors and um, just get a real sensibility of who they are and how they are to work with. So um, that's how I grew up as a casting director. And that's just my preference. However, I live with the Zooms. I live with the Zooms, not mad that we have that platform. However, we're going to talk about that second. (laughs) Okay. Um, I want to finish up on boundaries because the other thing that we were talking about is, you know, there is. Casting directors don't have time to call you and tell you you did not get the role. We call you when, when you got the role. Okay. We also don't call you with any information and tell you, well, you know, you didn't get the role because you're too short or you didn't get the role because you didn't emphasize these words or what. We don't do that. We don't have time. You get a call when you are cast C A S T, not C A S P E D. It's cast, period. So technically in um, years ago, like late eighties, early eighties, nineties, they had this book called the Ross report and the Ross report had a list of agents, managers all across like New York, LA, Chicago, um, not so much Atlanta at the time. Um, And so um, in bold print and like 24 bold, it would say, do not call. When you read like casting directors and agents at the bottom, do not call. So I would suggest you, you not call casting directors. I suggest you don't get comfortable with casting directors. Like, you know, most casting directors in my experience, we've had some experience in theater or acting and, we played, but it wasn't something for me personally that I took serious enough and said, I want to be an actress. I took it serious and said, I I want to direct. That's really where I was coming from and continue to come from. So I would not suggest that you call ever casting directors, unless they called you, left their number and asked you to call them, by all means, return that call. Not show up at any casting director or agent's office. Hey, looking for an agent. Nope, don't do that. Um, And and one of my experiences when I was working at vh one I don't know how these actors got my home address, but I would come home and there would be manila envelopes in my doorway. So that was a little sketchy. Uh, (laughs) Um, Don't be desperate. Cat Williams talks about that. You know, desperation doesn't read well. When you let things go and trust in the universe and trust in divine timing, whatever your b- religious belief is, the outcome is spectacular. It's spectacular. The key is letting it go. And a lot of times actors hold on to a lot of things. Um you know, they hold on to the audition after they submitted it. I should have did, I shouldn't. No, let it go. You did what you did. And the most important thing is to do your best work. That's the most important thing that you need to do. So we're gonna move out of boundaries. Don't get comfortable. Just again, casting directors. Most of them have great, great, great personalities and fun people, but they don't like you to call them at eight o'clock in the morning, two o'clock in the morning on the weekend. (laughs) It's not cool. You know what to do. Don't do it. Okay. So I'm going to move to self-taste because, um, one of my really, really sister friends, Kim Williams is working on a film that, um, before the strike they were able to get a waiver and so they're moving into production and uh there are some roles that back in the day um it was considered bit parts where actors had lines but they weren't considered starring or co-starring little above extra right this is in film and they in the 90s they got rid of that and so these characters do have lines and um there were a couple of roles that you know she so graciously threw at me and uh, of course i always think about the spirited actors so kim williams um had put out the breakdowns this was in july sometime and um so she um i saw some of the tapes that had been submitted to her and Yesterday, when I was on this collective with these casting directors, there was a, a, there was a common denominator among all of us that you must do the self tapes properly, right? Um, and I don't know if you guys are aware of this, but in the SAG after strike, there there is a um, a disagreement that the actors have with casting directors in terms of like, you know, um, make sure you pan and edit and actors are complaining that they're not editors and that, you know, they have all this work to do when they're, so that's in the sag after. So maybe they're going to edit it a little bit for you guys or make it a little easier. I don't know what that resolution is going to be, but just know that that is a discussion during the strike. So, This one particular gentleman had his camera on the desk and he technically was looking like this. And then when the reader would say the lines, he would look up at the reader like this under his glasses like this and then go back and look at me or the director on his camera down here. So I. I asked his manager if she could ask him to resubmit but to get it on a tripod tripod and put it up so that you know he's looking and engaging in the, car- in the camera on eye level. His background was white and he had on a white shirt with black pimp stripes. So the the thing the thing is is that he looked like he was in prison. That's what he looked like. He looked like he, I can't, anyway, what I'm trying to say to you guys <laughs> and articulate is that when you do your self-tapes, you need to either take a self-tape class or you need to learn the proper equipment you need to get the education don't assume and then you know i literally watched like four or five tapes back to back all of the tapes um did not follow traditionally like um you know blue green gray background um the camera was wrong the lighting was off and it just screams to me in a way that Regardless of what we are asking, you're going to do what you you want to do. And that's not right. You need to adhere to whatever those directions are in the breakdowns, whatever those directions are that your agent sends to you. It's imperative that you do that. I, I don't understand, and this was another part of the collective, why people feel that acting is just saying lines. It's not that easy. Um. We also talked about parents like and your support system. I loved how Wendy said that, you know, all in her classes, the parents are invited because they need to know what she's doing. In case she's not there to help their child, they can step in and not miss a submission, miss an audition. Right. So and then in her experience and my experience as well, that parents don't think their kids need My question was, what kind of job do you push your children or your teenagers in? And they have no foundation or stability or understanding, knowledge of the verbiage or the protocol. That's going to create anxiety and stuff you don't want to do. So get the education. Do your due diligence. Do your due diligence. IMDV.com. Anybody and everybody that you are in contact, you are stepping in front of that is going to watch your submission tape. When you guys get the breakdowns and your agent sends that to you or you see the breakdowns, you need to imdb.com, the executive producer, the writer, the casting director, all of those names on there because that gives you a gauge as how you're growing and the people that you are standing in front of and who are seeing your work. So that's really, really super important. I had a pleasure talking to Tracy today. Thank you so much, Tracy. Thank you. (laughs) um so that's gonna be the end of um just don't do it that's today's show just don't do it trust and understand that everybody everybody gets a turn man everybody gets a turn so i'm gonna open it up right now because i get to answer some questions from our spirit actor alumni folks Hey, Elsa. Elsa Wafin is going to introduce them.
5: Hello. Hello. Thank you for those gems, Tracy. As always, all of the actors are going to be listening intently to those because they need to take heed. Yes. Yes, they do. I'm sure our two guests today who are two wonderful actresses don't have that issue.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yes, because one is a more
5: represent. That's right. <laughs> so, ladies, you can come on camera today. We have Miss Amber Millermore, Miss Amber, and Miss Letitia Harrison. Welcome, ladies. Hey, hey, Hi, Letitia, you buddy. can go first with your question.
4: Oh, okay. Hey, Miss Tracy. Nice hey, to see you. how you doing? It's good to see you. Um. So, my question: You were talking about self tapes, and of course, uh, you know having them technically sound. Right. But I know that one thing um, actors do is trying to have the perfect tape. Oh. I feel about, it's like, say you, you've gone through most of the tape and you do a little flub, but you make it through and it's a good tape. Right. What is there, like, do you retake it or and try to get that perfect take? Or are you just going for giving it your best, feeling something, and you've done your interpretation of the character?
3: Excellent care. Excellent question. We are looking for potential, not perfection. What happens when you go for perfection, you're doing five takes, seven takes, 10 takes. Robbie Reed says only do the amount of takes that you would get if you were standing in that room. So we're not talking more than three takes. Okay. If you go more than three takes, you're over-rehearsing, you're over, you're beating it, and you are looking for that perfection. But there is no perfection. Because if you give us perfection, where do we have room to say, you know, I want to make that adjustment. I think this would be a different choice. Let me see if Leticia can do. Like, because the director is the one who's going to guide you through this and direct you. They just need to know, one, you're directable, you listen and follow direction. And your talent shines. So don't, don't go for perfection. Go for doing the best that you can possibly do. Unless you know the casting director, director, producer, but do the best that you can do and then blow sprinkle dust and let it go. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Yeah, you're welcome. Thank you, Letitia. And up next we have
6: Amber Miller Moore. What's your question, Amber? Hey, Ms. hello. Hi, uh, my sister. Question, hello, how are you? <laughs> How's everybody? Um, it's funny what you spoke about today because it's in the same vein as my question. Obviously, I had no idea what you were going to speak on. And it's about debunking myths. As actors, we're um, in classes, we go to seminars, we go to workshops, and we get so much advice, we get so much feedback, we get so much input is there anything that you hear from actors on a consistent basis that you're like, "Mm -mm, let me debunk that myth or, or let me set the record straight. Let me, let me get you on the right path that we need to know.
3: Okay, Amber. Yes. Another great question. Read the action, read the action. Yesterday among my collectives, we were talking about because what, what, Ulysses Terrera, love him forever. But wanting to create even more opportunities for you, you actors, and brought us all together to discuss what are those opportunities that we can create to debunk all these things, right? But the one that that is the most on me, you don't read direction. Or when I'm doing in my sessions and actors overread, re- over- overread. And I'm like, action is imperative to read because it's most cases, you and Letitia know this, it will tell you how to react in order to get a reaction from someone else. Or it might say that you your eyes started to tear. So now you know there's an emotional weight in that next line that you're going to say that is causing you to tear up. So action is is a part of the script. It needs to be read. It needs, and and what I heard was, and it was on my Spirited Actor um uh IG in a conversation thread. This this casting director said, no, I apologize, this agent said that you casting directors are concerned about pacing. So alleviate the action, because that'll take up some give you a little more time and just focus on the dialogue. I had to get on and dispel that. That is, that's, that's tragic. You are getting paid to read everything on those 125 white pages. When you, I'm saying, I'm talking about leading, supporting, co-star, cameo, words. That's your job. So read everything. Even a slug line will tell you inside, outside, location, and time of day. That's important for your character. Thank you so much. You're welcome so much. Those were great questions. Thank you, Letitia and Amber. Thank you, Elsa. Once again, bringing some great spirited actor OGs on. And... When we come back to the Spirited Actor Podcast with me, Tracy Moore, we are going to do class in session, and we have a guest director, Rolando Hudson, is going to be on. So sit back. We'll see you in a minute. Welcome back to the Spirited Actor Podcast with me, Tracy Moore, and we have something special. I'm so excited because I want to call him our resident resident director, but we'll talk about that later. <laughs> But I mean, ladies and gentlemen, please put your hands together for the sensational director, Rolando Hudson.
7: Pleasure. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for uh, inviting me here today. I'm looking uh, forward to this for sure. I
3: know that you are looking for actors all the time.
7: <laughs> <laughs> you are. You're right. Right about that. <laughs>
3: So I want you to meet some spirited actor OGs, and Elsa Lathan is going to give you their names. Okay. Yes, it is introduction.
5: Sure. Hello, Rolando. Good to see you. Good. Good to see you. <laughs> welcome, welcome. So today on the spirited, today on class and session, we mm-hmm. have two of our spirited actor alumni. We have Miss Amber Millermore Welcome, Amber.
7: Oh, nice. Mm-hmm.
5: And we have Miss Letitia Harrison. Welcome, Letitia.
3: Hi. Yes. Hey. I'm excited. So I'm going to read the narration, and um, and then after that, if you have the floor, whatever you feel you want to give them, please. Okay. They will graciously accept them. All I right, ladies. It. Thank you. <laughs> you guys ready? Okay.
5: Elsa. Um, Action.
3: Marked up, written by Leanne Amato. Interior break room hospital afternoon. In their scrubs, Crystal and Jazz are in line getting lunch and catching each other up on their weekends. Mid-conversation.
4: That uh he did not
6: take you there. <laughs> yes, he did. And I actually really enjoyed it. I mean, I know I talk about all the time how he is an old head, but the music is so good. And he's introducing me to some new things.
4: Well, I'm just glad that you finally got your head out of grass
3: and up and went. (laughs) Crystal notices a deep mark on Jazz's neck.
6: What is that?
4: Oh, it's just a hickey.
6: A hickey from who? I don't I don't think that's a hickey. It's a little dark, Jazz. Let me let me see.
3: Jazz trying to cover it up, but Crystal moves her hand and hair. It's bad.
6: That's a bruise. You've been with him. Are you seeing him again? And please do not lie to me. First of all, it's a hickey. Okay, you know I like it rough.
4: And I'm not seeing him. We just caught up.
6: Okay, so you unblocked your number? Did you, did you reverse the restraining order? Does he have your new address?
4: I don't have to answer all these questions. Okay, D- did I see him? Yes. Are things different? Yes. He's trying. He sent me a letter every day since the last breakup.
6: Okay, <clears throat> so um, what does your therapist Have to say about this. I haven't told her. Mm -hmm. Of course, you haven't, Jazz, because you already know what she's going to say. It's a red flag. You've already been through this. When you ask to see someone, see how they make you feel, and you observe their actions, you believe them. And his actions, girl, they have not changed. In fact, they've gotten much worse. Like her, Crystal, it's fine. It's nothing. Okay. It's something when I'm afraid that I'm going to lose my friend.
7: See, Great. Great, 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 great performance. Definitely, definitely, both, both mm-hmm. definitely I was drawn in. Um, in the beginning, I, it took me a minute to get, get what the story was about. Um, and I thought that was kind of interesting, um, but uh, yeah, once I got into the store, I started seeing the relationship for sure. Um I would just I don't know, I mean I'm not the writer or anything but I I kind of feel i I found it like a kind of a not that's so much judgmental but mm-hmm. I know it was a concern but it mm-hmm. came to it seems like it's judgmental um mm-hmm. on the person and and I think for I'm sorry your I'm sorry for your name but there needs to be some kind of redeeming qualities about this guy, even though he's, he's rough, you know, I mean? you know, for you to be, go there with him. There has to be something redeeming in his character for you. You know what I mean? And, and I didn't see that come mm-hmm. across as to why you want to go through this abuse. Okay. You know what I mean?
3: Mm-hmm. And so, so- in, in your direction, what would you give her in the scene in terms of direction to change that around?
7: Uh, I mean, I guess in an emotional state, mm-hmm. you have to go some kind of emotional situation where um, mm-hmm. someone you loved so much betrayed you in some sort of way. I mean, a father figure that comes back on the scene. The lack of not having that person in your life—I don't know—but it has to yeah. come of an emotional thing, you know, and know. Your choices, you know. Um, yeah. So, you, and 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 that's what I mean about sometimes being coming off as being accusatory. You know what I mean? Just you, you, you kind of have to show that you are the friend in that too. Um, and, and I think just thinking of it, I don't, I'm not sure. I mean, I, I'm not, I'm not, a, I'm not an actor. I'm not sure, but just <laughs> it, just feeling that and, th- and getting those emotions in you will convey the, convey the lines. That's what I think. So, yeah, okay. you know what I mean? To be honest.
3: I agree. I, I think that with Amber's line where she says, um, the restraining order, new address for mm-hmm. me, that was so powerful because it was like, oh my God, like it's one thing, you know, um, that she has a, a restraining order and then she had to move. She has a whole new address. She yeah. would risk all of that.
7: Yeah. To
3: be well, with what? this dude. So at that point, for me, I felt like with Amber's character, I would have just been like, well, I mean, you can lead a horse to water, you know? <laughs> but I'm not being, I'm not being, um, yeah. You know, I'm not being lighthearted about it. I'm just saying at that point, that dialogue was important for me that right. it was like there's nothing else you can do. Like you just listed three things that are like
7: Yeah. Huge. Exactly. So there has to be something there that that some would redeeming for you to even be that vested. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know. Yeah. So
3: I I I was like, um you Rolando, I was drawn in as well. Um, yeah. You know, if, if nothing, you guys just to be able to create an emotion from us over Zoom. Yeah. That's why, you know, when actors complain about callbacks, Zoom readings, I'm like, it works. It does yeah. resonate. So you guys are an example that it really does work. Exactly. Great. Yeah. Yes. Yay. That's so pleasure. if you want to give them a tip, you want to give them one thing that they can take with them for the rest of the day.
7: Wow. I guess be true to yourself and and try to make it relatable to, to your experience in life, because that's all we have. It's like these emotions that we I mean, we're on a journey. We're all on a journey. We're all experiencing different personalities. And you're trying as an actor, you're experiencing someone else every day. As an actor, that's your role. You you were going into somebody else's body, somebody else's mindset, but you're bringing your own experiences to that.
3: Amen. Amen. All
7: right, thank, Elsa,
3: you. thank you so much. Ladies, give them a round of applause. Elsa, thank you so much for bringing I this hope that was that some
7: action. help. Definitely. Thank that, you.
3: That was, ladies, was that help? Did that help you?
6: Yes, very much so. Thank you so yeah. much. So thank good, you. Thank
3: you. Excellent. All right. Thank you, Elsa. Um, When we get back on the Spirited Actor podcast with me, Tracy Moore, I'm going to give you guys some love. And now it's time to give love. What I've learned in my years on this earth and specifically through my granddaughter, Soraya, is that her generation, very expressive and very brutally honest When I ask Soraya a question, I expect honesty because that's who she is. She's never not been honest on her feelings. I think it's so important that we encourage young people to express themselves, to understand what it's like to just stay in this moment and be present so that they're not creating anxiety and stress in their life. Because when we allow And give ourselves permission to be who we truly are. We start to get to a place of peace. We start to get to a place of not caring what other people have, what other people you know um, are doing in their lives. We go more inward and we start to ask: what can I do? And how can I be of service outward? And that's where the true happiness is in being of service to others, and accepting who you are and where you are right now. Don't forget to look out for us on our new show, Inside the Black Box. My co-host will be Joe, the legend Morton. It's going to be the Spirited Actor podcast on steroids. We'll be streaming on the Crackle Network. I'll keep you posted. Thank you for joining us on the Spirited Actor podcast with me, Tracy Moore. I look forward to our next Spirited podcast. Thank you.
2: Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury.